what? Sunday is Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. One of the most special times of the year. Sunday. Coming up. Mother's Day 2019. But today is Thursday. And if it's Thursday, <laughs> it's Dr. P on the pod. Hey, everybody. I hope you all are having a fantastic week and a happy, happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday to you. You know, um, Mother's Day is always special uh, to me because uh, I was just blessed to uh, have the greatest mother in the whole wide world, just like you were blessed to have the greatest mother in the whole wide world. But I'm blessed with two mothers uh, because my mommy, uh, Luella Doris Sab Seal, uh, who raised me to be Dr. P on the pod. <laughs> yes, she was a school teacher. Uh, matter of fact, she taught me in fourth grade uh, because we went to, she taught at Lincolnville Elementary School. And of course, I went to that little segregated school, Lincolnville Elementary School in Lincolnville, South Carolina, our all Negro community. Uh, and, um, she was just the, she was just the greatest. She went uh, to see the Lord in 1988, and uh, and I miss her. And uh, happy Mother's Day to my dear mom. I have another mother. My mother, my birth mother, my birth mother, Miss Melly Gelza. Melly Gelza. I met Melly when I was 22 years old, uh, and I had not did not find out I was adopted until much much later in my life. And and it was a Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day, I believe, around 1978 uh, that uh, my mama, Luella Doris Sab Seal, introduced me to Melly Gelza, who was my birth mother. And it was at that time, over the next few years, that I met my eight brothers and sisters. So I am Pernessa Seal, an only child with eight brothers and sisters. Ha! Won't he do it? God can do that thing, honey. I'm telling you, I have my, my life family that I love so dearly. And I have my blood family that I met uh, when I was 22 years old and uh, love them dearly. All my crazy eight brothers and sisters. So it's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to, to everyone, all our mothers and aunties and grandmothers who are on this side of the Jordan and all those who are on the other side of the Jordan. Happy, happy, happy Mother's Day. So, you know, I want to talk about um, uh, one of the great historians because it's Mother's Day. I was just thinking something just popped up into my head about growing up in Lincolnville. And, uh, you know, if you all know me, you know how much I love Lincolnville. And I want to talk about uh, James Weldon Johnson. In Lincolnville Elementary School, we had pictures of famous black folk on the wall, you know. Uh, we were very much involved in black history. Uh, we knew a whole, well, we knew a lot about Martin Luther King, but, uh, and Martin was still living when I went to, uh, um, to elementary school. Uh, a matter of fact, uh, he, he got shot during my elementary, um, years. Um, but 
James Weldon Johnson was one of those uh, persons that we knew a lot about because he wrote Lift Every Voice and Sing. He also wrote a very famous poem that black folks loved, and that was The Creation. Now, some of you, especially, uh, you know, our our young uh, blood brothers and sisters, you may not know about uh, Brother uh, James Weldon Johnson. James Weldon Johnson uh, wrote Lift Every Voice and Sing, and his brother, his brother uh, put it to, uh, to music. Uh, It was his brother who actually gave us the melody of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, James was, uh, he he, he just wrote, he was just uh, a writer. He he wrote tremendous poems. He was born on June 17th, 1871 in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Uh, and uh, he was a civil rights activist. Uh, he was one of the leaders in the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, and um, he was the first African-American to be chosen as the executive secretary of the NAACP. How about that? Uh, he was just a mighty force. Uh, he is, continued to be a mighty force uh, in uh, for black history and his contributions uh, to the, uh, to America, period. Uh, and like I said, his brother John, uh, John uh, wrote the melody uh, to uh, lift their voice and sing. His parents named one boy James and another boy John. <laughs> How about that? For Mother's Day, uh, I want to recite a little bit of the the poem, The Creation. In Lingerville Elementary School, every year in the Charleston County School District, we had a um, our annual speaking contest. Uh, and every school, every little black school in the district uh, of Charleston, because it was definitely segregated, you had the colored schools and you had the white schools. Uh, and me being a colored child went to the colored schools and all the colored schools had an annual uh, speaking contest of which we had to uh, learn a poem and recite a poem. And I'm telling you, when you were learning this poem, you had to if you were at a family dinner, you had to stand. Ma, Nessa, Nessa, come up in here and say your speech. Uh, and uh, that was just I thought it was horrible then. But now it's one of my most fondest memories. One of the great um, poems of James Weldon Johnson is The Creation. And The Creation was my poem. It was the poem that I had to learn. Oh, my God. I had to learn it. And as my folk down in Lincolnville would say, I had to do my gestures with it. Now, I don't remember those gestures, and I probably can't do this poem as well as I did it in seventh grade. Uh Uh-huh, you heard me. Seventh grade. Seventh grade, I knew every word uh, to this poem. And I am not going to read to you. I got to read it today. I'm not going to read to you this entire poem. But, you know... Every time I say the first three words, I just remember being in seventh grade on that stage reciting from memory the creation 
by James Weldon Johnson. And it begins like this. And God stepped out on space and he looked around and said, I'm lonely. I'll make me a world. And as far as the eye of God can see, darkness covered everything. Blacker than a hundred midnights down in a cypress swamp. Then God smiled and the light broke and the darkness rolled up on one side and the light stood shining on the other. And God said, that's good. And then God reached out and took the light in his hands and rolled the light around in his hands until he made the sun. And he set that sun ablazing in the heavens. And the light that was left from making the sun, God gathered it up in a shining ball and flung it against the darkness, sprangling the night with the moon and stars. Then down between the darkness and the light, he hurled, he whirled the world. And God said, that's good. And then God himself stepped down and the sun was on his right hand and the moon was on his left. The stars were clustered about his head and the earth was under his feet. And God walked and where he trod, his footsteps hallowed the valleys out and bulged the mountains up. And, and God said, that's good. You must look up the creation. It's a phenomenal piece of poetry. And the last line, as James Weldon Johnson writes, then into it, he blew the breath of life and man became a living soul, <laughs> the creation, and man became a living soul. Take time, take time and look up The Creation by James Weldon Johnson and, and read it to your kids. Our kids today, they don't have the opportunity to have speaking contests and to learn uh, poetry by famous African-Americans. At another time, uh, I was Mahalia Jackson, and I had to stand up on stage, and I had to be Mahalia Jackson. I had to tell of her life story, and of course, I had to uh, sing, you know, uh, one of Mahalia's favorite songs, you know, uh, you, and that's why black history is in me. It's in my DNA because my, my teachers my my black teachers, my mama and my aunties, because the same people who were in church on Sunday were in school during uh, the week. The same children I went to school with during the week were in church on, on Sunday in my little small black town. Our kids are missing so much today because we they're not getting it in school. And we're not giving it to them at home either. I think we need to do better. And today we have so much information on the Internet. My God, there's so much black history movies. I hope you're looking at Reconstruction. 
Uh, Reconstruction is a PBS series, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I just love Henry Louis Gates. He has just provided us with just so much history that our children need to know. And so if you have not taken the time and you have not been following Reconstruction, uh, the PBS series about what happened to us after slavery, you know, usually our history goes and Lincoln freed the slaves. And then what? There's a whole lot that happened after Lincoln freed the slaves. We had so many uh, folks who politicians, black politicians in uh, the state Senate and state houses and the Concord U.S. Congress, black folks after re- doing Reconstruction after slavery. Lincolnville, my little town, was founded by uh, Bishop Kane, an Amy Bishop, who went on to become a congressional black leader in Washington, D.C., after becoming a state senator in South Carolina. Lincolnville was founded doing Reconstruction. We need to know our history. A lot happened after Lincoln freed the slaves, and then something else happened. And then it all it was taken away, which is why we are where we are today. There were so many things that have could have gone in so many different directions. Did you know that the 14th Amendment, and this is what I learned in this series, Reconstruction, the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution took place because congressional leaders we're trying, how, how do we make black people who are now free citizens of the United States? And the 14th Amendment gave, gives rights to everybody born in the United States becomes a citizen. Everybody born in the United States today is a, becomes a citizen of the United States. That amendment to the Constitution was made to allow black people to become citizens of this nation. And today, everybody, all nationalities from all over the globe, if you are born in the United States, whether you're from Mexico, Nigeria, South Africa, Japan, Korea, wherever you are, If you are born in these United States, you are automatically a citizen, whether your parents are citizens or not. That 14th Amendment was made, was written, was ratified to make black folks citizens of the United States. What a major contribution that was to the entire world. And that's why everybody from all over the world was trying, always trying to get to the United States. That's why there's an Ellis Island. People just coming here. If they could just come to the United States and have children here and become citizens of this great nation. All because of the 14th Amendment, giving black folks citizenship to this land. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to know our history Spend time, take time and teach our children about history and learn some more of it yourself. We're talking about Mother's Day. 
talking about James Weldon Johnson. And we're talking about one of our, my favorite songs that I learned in Lincolnville, South Carolina, Lincolnville Elementary School. One of the most dearest songs to my heart. Lift every voice and sing. And I'm dedicating this song today for Mother's Day to all, to all of my ancestors who made this song reality, to all of us today living the reality of this song. I'm dedicating this to Miss Carrie Lou Aiken, who was my first grade teacher who taught me this song. Miss Carrie Lou is over there on the other side of Jordan with my mama and them. But it was Miss Carrie Lou Aiken, my first grade teacher, who taught me the words to lift every voice and sing. James Weldon Johnson penned this song, and his brother John gave us the lyrics, the melody. This is the Negro National Anthem. The Negro National Anthem. That's what this song represents to us. When we hear this song, we stand up. We stand up just like we stand up when we are saluting the flag. This song represents the testament of our blood, sweat, and tears of what we as a people continue to go through and to thrive for. Lift every voice and sing. Till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling seas. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us, yes, Lord, let us march on till victory is won. Let us march on till victory is won. Keep marching. Keep marching. We must keep marching. We must keep voting. We must, we must keep being advocates. We must keep writing letters. We must keep mobilizing our people, mobilizing our voices for the change that is yet to come. Let us march on till victory is won. Stony, the road we trod, bitter, the chastening rod felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed. Mm, we have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come 
treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Out of the gloomy past, till now we stand at last, where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places of God where we met thee. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land. Go to the bomb in Gilead right now and get Lift every voice and sing. If you got to get another copy, share it with everybody. Every black child, every white child, every child needs to have a copy of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Go to the website, the YouTube channel right now and review it. Look at it. Watch it. Download it. Buy it. Lift every voice and sing. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, lest our feet stray from the places of God where we met thee, shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land.
be on the bus.